you're listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about the current events from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. All right, welcome to the Patriot Pastors Podcast. I'm Wade Lentz, pastor of Barrel Baptist Church in Bologna, Arkansas, and I'm joined with my friend, Harold Smith, the pastor of Lee Creek Baptist Church in Van Buren, Arkansas. Good to see you again, Wade. Good to see you. Man, how you how you been? I'm fatter than I've ever been. The holidays <laughs> are behind me. I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore, but if I was to make one, it would definitely be lose weight. Hey, I'm I'm with you. I'm still getting over that quarantine time. So yeah, I I need to I need to lose some weight myself. You know, a lot has happened since the last time we did a podcast, and it's only been about eight or nine days. But uh, in that time period, as you most of our listeners know, January the 6th, last Wednesday, uh, there was a massive march, a uh, some type of uh, rally for Trump to stop the steel rally. Soon after that, um, there was the riots on the on Capitol Hill, and uh, which was just horrendous and, and horrible. Um, and really, that's what we're going to be kind of talking about today in this in this podcast, which is really like a, a Christian response to oppressive government. How are we to respond when we are not happy with an outcome, when we're not happy with who is going to be the acting administration? What is it, the Christian response to that? And that's what we're going to be talking about today, and hopefully this will be edifying to uh, to our listeners. I hope so, because in the 21st century, it seems like if you don't get your way, you just flop down on the floor and throw a temper tantrum until, until mom gives you what you want. I, I remember seeing that one time as a kid. I saw a kid in the grocery store ask for a toy, and his mom said no, and he threw it down on the ground and laid in the floor and kicked and screamed and squalled. And I was shocked. I thought, oh, my goodness, this kid's going to be murdered. And nothing happened to him. Mm. And here I am now, and I'm 45, and I see kids acting like that all the time. It's it's almost like it is the culture. If you do right. not get your way, just throw a big fit. You noticing more of this than when you grew up? You and I are about the same age. Oh, yeah. No no doubt about it. it, it it's a generational thing that is just seemingly getting worse and worse. And I don't see any end in sight, uh, sadly. No, I don't either. And, and I, it's, and it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It just seems like we live in a society that if they do not like what's happening, they, they riot, they throw a fit, they, they kick and scream to get attention and get their way. And just to be honest with you, a lot of the people that are kicking and screaming are getting the attention. Squeaky wheel gets mm-hmm. the grease, I guess. Sure. But as Christians, you know, we've got to answer, is this an acceptable way of expressing how you feel about things? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And before we talk about that, you mentioned something earlier um, about this is has seemingly a way to get um, attention, rioting and protesting. The the problem is is that what we're facing as Christians and as conservatives, yeah, we're getting the attention, but it's all bad attention and uh, censorship and suppression that we've seen, blame 
I just uh, heard a uh, CNN commentator, Don Lemon, um, who said all those who voted for Trump, um, even though you were not there at, the, at Capitol Hill, you were a part of it, and you, you are a part of the Klan. And so it's, we get the attention, but it's all the bad attention. But the riots that have taken place for months, for months, really didn't get any negative attention from the Democrats and the media. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's a big issue that has people, you know, their feather, feathers ruffled, you could say. And, and that's, it's fair and equal treatment in the uh, news media. You know, I think, and we've covered this in a past episode, the news media controls the flow of information. And that's why you saw, you know, since we've talked, Trump has been censored. I mean, he's literally been silenced on mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook. And this whole, this is when we are talking about an oppressive government. We're talking about a government that's really stifling your liberties and your freedoms. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at a, a Biden-Harris administration, they have made it very clear that they are going to restrict our liberties, our Second Amendment liberties, our freedom of speech liberties. And so this is what's going, this is why people have been asking me for the last week, what can we do about this? And I'm like, right. what we did about this occurred in November. We voted. Mm-hmm. And the die has been cast. This yes. is what we got. You know, the lot is cast in the lap, but the outcome is of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so if you voted, you did your part, you know, yes. and uh, now you've got to deal with, you know, what the, you know, the, the, the leader that the Lord has appointed for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As hard as that is to comprehend and as hard as that is to swallow, we as Christians, must swallow it. And, you know, every legal action and every constitutional action um, was tried. And for reasons unknown, none of them succeeded. And now we just have to live with what is about to come. And, um, and hey, yeah, that's hard for me. It, it has been a very difficult season in my life because um, I'm very competitive. Number one, I hate to lose, and I sure hate to lose to who I think is a, a cheater. And um, so it's been very difficult for me. But uh, I am thankful that finally Trump is uh, recognizing that there's going to be a a smooth transition of power. And there, to all the listeners, there's not going to be more than likely an insurrection act that he's going to implement. And maybe you can kind of give some more details on that. You you know more than that than I do. Well, I don't know much, but I know there was a whole lot of chatter on Facebook about Trump signing the insurrection act. And there were several videos floating around. Some of them had multiple millions of views, six, seven, eight million views. We're talking about in, in three or four days. Mm-hmm. These guys were preachers. A couple of them were preachers anyways, the ones that, that was sent to me. And they were saying, just be patient. You know, Trump's letting everybody pick a side, and then he's going to pass the Insurrection Act and declare martial law, and we'll have military tribunals, 
and uh, all everything's came out. They've got Nancy Pelosi's laptop. I mean, all the conspiracy theorist stuff was out there. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, hey, wouldn't this be nice if justice was really served? I mean, if cheating yeah. took place, cheating needs to be addressed. You right. know? And, and right. you and I both were hoping that some high court would say, okay, let's let's just let's step in and quit letting state officials, you know, count votes. Let's step in and count them with them. Mm-hmm. And it never occurred. And I thought, okay, we get a military tribunal. We've got Nancy Pelosi's laptop and a couple other laptops. And if it shows collusion with other countries, then we've got a real case. Unlike the Russian collusion with Trump, we've got a real case and we've got a military tribunal. But basically what happened is, is Trump signed the Insurrection Act calling for this to happen Right. And the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff, the military generals, the top-ranking generals in each branch of the military said, uh, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And yeah. this has been Trump's problem since day one. He has never had the support of his own party or really the military. You mm-hmm. know, um, I think Trump just, he's not part of the system. Right. He, he right. doesn't play. He doesn't play according to you know to to DC rules, and DC doesn't like him. Sure. And sure. so, um, uh, while that was wishful thinking that there would be justice, and hey, look, if the military tribunal found out that Trump cheated, I would be for kicking Trump out. Mm-hmm. I just want a fair and honest election. I yes. just want. Yes. I'm tired of hearing about Russia collusion when Joe Biden and his son are making millions off the Ukrainians. Right. He's bragging right. about it on an open mic, and that's not news. But m- what we know to be made-up stories mm-hmm. about Trump and Russia were, were touted for two and a half years. Yes, yes. And uh, so, I mean, um, th- there, is, uh, there, is no, there is no other ace card. You know, everybody that was saying – this is going to happen. It didn't happen. And uh, so, you know, you're going to, you know, by all accounts, barring some miracle of God, you're going to have Joe Biden as your 46th president. Yes. Right. And so how, how do we live like that as a, as a Christian? How do we live with what is going to be a very oppressive government? And uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on that? I know you've seen the meme of the girl sitting down on the sidewalk just screaming as loud as she can when Hillary lost and Trump won. And, I, I, and you, you know, there were a lot of memes floating around of, of I'm with her, people with I'm with her T-shirts celebrating on election night and Hillary lost. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mocked those people who were sitting there crying and bawling their eyes yeah. out and screaming and they just couldn't live and – Christian, that would be the most awful testimony for you to act like those petty people who didn't get their way, who lost the election, who threw temper tantrums as a kid, so now as an adult, you're going to throw another one. Mm -hmm. So my advice to the Christian is get up, go to work, just like you went to work before. Know that things are not going to be the same in the future. Know that a a Democratic House and a Democratic Senate and a liberal, progressive, Democratic uh, president, there's really not going to be much stopping them, especially if they pack the Supreme Court like 
you know, they have talked about doing, then they'll have the Supreme Court. There'll be no recourse. Right. So we're going to get to a point where we're going to have to start making decisions, you know, um, in this different America, what governs us? And, and you and I have talked about this in the past. We are a nation of laws. We don't have a king. We don't have a dictator. Uh, if we did, he would be supreme. Mm-hmm. But what we have is a constitution, and we have to uphold that. We have to live by that. So I'm not going to make blanket statements about what might happen if this law is passed or what might happen if if guns are outlawed or anything like that because it just I wouldn't feel comfortable speculating. Right. But uh, we're going to have to take it on the chin, and we're going to have to submit, you know, as best we can to the laws, as, as, as best we can to live quiet, peaceable lives is what the Bible instructs us to do. Mm-hmm. And it ain't going to be fun, but Christianity has never shined on top. It's always shined when it was on the bottom. Right. The humility right. is what distinguishes Christians, not their pride and their arrogance. It's their yes. humility and their their uh, their willingness to serve even when they've been wronged. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I see coming yeah. in the future. Now, a lot of people are looking for a license to go and revolt against the government. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, is there anything we can do? Can we rise up and get rid of this wicked, evil government? Well, it's not necessarily wicked and evil. It's what? 51% of this country wanted. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. so people have asked me, should I go to Washington and march on Washington, D.C.? And I said, no, you should march next door and share the gospel with your neighbor. Mm-hmm. If you want to march, don't go get in a cardboard sign and stand on the street corner and yell at passerbys. Just, just walk over to the next door neighbor and say, hey, look, I believe in Jesus Christ. He's changed my life. He's forgiven me of my sins. I have a new outlook on life, and I want to tell you about him. Yes. And here's what happens. If we share the gospel and God grants these people faith and repentance, then one by one our country is transformed from a group of people who only think about self, and self mm-hmm. wants money, and self wants to be taken care of. If we have a group of people who think about God and God first, then we have a totally different voting public. Mm-hmm. And right. so if you want to enact change, don't grab an AR-15, don't join the militia, don't don't paint your face and wear a buffalo hat, at, uh, don't go <laughs> sit in Nancy Pelosi's office and prop your feet yeah. up like our other Arkansan, uh, famous Arkansan did. Share yeah. the gospel. Go mm-hmm. to church. For crying out loud, if Christians can't show up for church, they're never, ever going to turn an election around. That's if right. If you can't drag yourself out of bed on a Sunday morning and be there by 9 or 10, when you get up and go to work every day by 7 or 8, don't, don't complain about what happened in this country in the election. That's very, very true. Yeah, so that you know, that's the correct way to respond as a Christian to an, uh, an oppressive government. I think another thing is is that as Christians, I believe the temptation is is just to say, well, you know, God is in control, and we and He is. But the temptation is to say, you know, God is in control, and He'll work everything out. While at the same time, we we're not active; we don't take any action whatsoever, offensively or defensively. 
And, um, you know, yes, we need to rest in the sovereignty of God. But like you said, that does not mean that we don't do anything. And really for the, the church, especially the American church, hasn't done anything really offensively and very little defensively. And that really needs to change. Yeah. That, you know, and Jesus said that we're to make disciples. Hmm. We're, we're never going to, quote, unquote, Christianize the nation if we're not following what Jesus has told us to do. Right. But here's the thing. In, in, you and I started a podcast for what reason? We wanted to educate people on a biblical worldview toward government. Mm-hmm. We didn't organize a militia. We, we right. didn't go out and recruit recruits and teach them how to, uh, to assault a building. You know, we're not yes. like Antifa learning how to kick people and stuff like that. We are wanting to educate people on looking at politics from a biblical perspective. And that is the offensive solution. Not only do we, and, and I mentioned evangelism, you know, sharing the gospel. But the Jesus in, in Matthew chapter 5, there right after the Beatitudes, he tells us in the Sermon on the Mount that we are salt and light. Mm-hmm. Salt is a seasoning agent. Now, it, it, it's not just for our taste. At this time, it was a preservative. Right. It, it, it preserved meat. And so I think to turn the country around, you don't need 51% of the population to be a Christian. Right. If, if you had... 20% that were Christians. And, and believe me, I, I do not think that America is 20% Christian. Right. That's just my personal opinion, and I'm not God, and I don't know who is and isn't saved. Mm-hmm. But I know the way our country looks, and it don't look one-fifth Christian. Right, right. It, you know, so I'm saying if you had 20% of the people who were Christians, who, who didn't vote with their God being their belly, that's what the Bible says, your God is your belly, your wants drive you. Mm-hmm. If the Christian, there were 20% of us, one in five people in this country was a Christian, he would have a positive influence on the other people around him. And and the Bible says if you're right with God, even your enemies will be at peace with you. Right. True Christians aren't the people that are, uh, they're not Westboro Baptist Church that are out picking fights with people. Mm -hmm. True Christians live quiet, peaceable lives. They love God. They love their neighbor. And yes. uh, that, that salt, that light, that illumination, that, that purification of salt uh, has an influence on the world around us. Even though they might not share our faith in Jesus Christ, they will see some of the values of our existence, the way we raise our family, the way we treat our wives, the way we treat our children, the way we, we work for our boss. Yes. The yes. Christian is drastically different in all areas of his life. Right, right, and you know we're going to be we're going to be tested uh, very soon. I, I I believe it's it's inevitable um, of what's coming down the line, and uh, and it's very easy to see. But but you're right. We as Christians, we don't become revolutionaries. We do not try to overthrow the government because guess what? It never works. It never works, and you know. The reason why there are 25,000 National Guard soldiers at D.C. right now is because of a threat that our intelligence has received from a, an, an American militia called the Oath Keepers. 
who have about 45,000 trained uh, men uh, who are ex-military. And uh, they have gotten word that there's going to be an uprising. And President Trump has come out a couple of times and said, please, don't do it. Don't do it. And uh, so we do not, Christians should never be a part of that. Uh, number one, you're not going to win. You're, you're, you're going to kill somebody that does not, uh, that is really innocent, shooting at your own men, National Guard, and National Guard having to kill their own citizenry. Um, that's a horrible thing. And um, you're not going to win. You're not going it, to, it's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt the conservative Christian because we're going to receive the blame for it. Yeah. And um, it doesn't mean that you don't fight. It, you know, what you ought to do is to contact your representative, your state rep, your, your uh, U.S. rep, senator. And that's where you make in-grounds is putting pressure that most, most citizens don't even know who represents them. Mm -hmm. They don't even know how our government works. And uh, so you bypassing all of that and going for Augusto on the capital of our nation is a wrong move, and it's going to, it's unchristian, and it's going to hurt us in the long run. Peter Peter says addresses this directly, and I, I may I may not quote it verbatim, but Peter says, "Live such good lives among the pagans that though they speak evil of you, they may buy your good works, see you know see your good works and glorify God in the day of His visitation." Mm -hmm. What distinguishes the Christian, even though he's spoken evil of, and the world hates Christians because Christians are are not okay with what the world's doing, their lifestyle, uh, their actions, their entertainment. But when they see the way a Christian conducts himself, they can't help but say, you know, they're not that bad. They're, they're, they're not bad people. Christians mm -hmm. are great neighbors. Christians right. are great people to serve with. True Christians make great politicians because yeah. a true Christian is in third place. He loves God, number one. He loves his neighbor, number two. And then here he is in third place. Mm -hmm. Whereas the non-Christian is always looking out for number one, and that's him, not God, not his neighbor. Yes. And so this transition only takes place in the life of a believer when God comes in and takes out his old heart and gives him a new heart that's after God. And the way that we serve God is by serving our fellow man. And so, um, no, we're, we're not going to go up and start shooting the government. Now, I think you would agree with me on this. We're not in a civil war situation here. No. no. We're not in a side versus side. We're mm -hmm. in people threatening our government. We're, right. we're in a, a terroristic phase where people are threatening acts of terror. It would be a different thing because as Christians, we're not pacifist. Mm -hmm. We're not against the war. We're not against going to battle. We're not against being a soldier. And if our country, if our governments decided to split, and uh, let's say uh, like in a civil war type setting where 
a certain amount of the state's governors all got together and wrote a letter to Biden and said, hey, we're seceding from the union. You and I would have to, by nature, determine if we're going to be on this side or that side. Right. We can't be Switzerland and be citizens. Yes. We can't be neutral. Yes. And so, but we're not in a civil war setting. Uh, we're in people wanting to take control of the government. Right. There are there are constitutional ways we we've established that the Constitution is the law of the land, and the Constitution allows for states to redress the government, the national government, federal government. The reason that people aren't wanting to do that is because there's not enough people in their state that's saying, hey, we want to fix it. Mm-hmm. So we're simply minorities that are upset about what's happening. Sure. And, sure. Uh, you know, it, it would be different if, if some foreign army was invading my home. Uh, I, I wouldn't be, you know, my response would be a little bit different mm-hmm. than what it is sure. now. Sure. You agree I, with that? or you want? I, I do. I, I certainly do. And, you know, to me, going into this time period when uh, Biden is inaugurated on uh, January 20th, I believe it is. Yes. Uh, going into that, we, our, our mindset ought to be get busy. We need to work. We need to uh, get busy for the Lord. You know, Jesus said we must work uh, the works of him while it is day, uh, the night coming when no man can work. And I think for the, for the for the most part, Christians have not. And for me as a pastor, um, I have been convicted over the last couple of weeks of not doing a better job discipling my flock. I, I preach to them, but I haven't been able to, as I should, disciple them more on a one-on-one basis or a more intimate basis. And so there's some things that I have some ideas that I want to try to implement in uh, this this coming year, uh, some things that I want to do to really teach them and disciple them. And, you know, d- discipleship is not easy. It, it requires work. And if, if you're a pastor, right now is the time to really invest in your people, teach them, and grow them in the Lord that they may go out and do the same thing. And uh, so this is not a time for just to say, well, God's in control. We're going to sit back and he'll take care of it. No, we know that God is in control, but we're going to get busy and we're going to serve him with all of our might. You have any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I guess... I've heard, like, and I mentioned this earlier, I've had several people contact me from, you know, distant friends, people I know through the internet, you know, social media sites, and even, you know, some local people. I've had several preachers call me this week and say, what should we do? And I think you and I have done a good job of answering that. Evangelize our neighbor, teach other Christians how to respond, education, but we've got to get over the bitterness of losing. You mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, you know, you feel like you've been cheated. I, I didn't hear this, but somebody told me that Trump said the maddest person in America right now is not me. He said it's Hillary Clinton because they didn't do this for her in 2016. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, I thought that was funny if he said that. I don't know if he did, but it, it was. Mm-hmm. It would be funny if he did. But a lot of people are like, well, we've got to fix this. No, if cheating took place, 
And, and I'm not saying it didn't. Hey, look, there's something rotten in Denmark there. It was fishy. Sure, sure. But we're doing a series on Wednesday nights on the attributes of God, and one of God's attributes is his justice. God is, is both just and merciful at the same time to perfection. Mm-hmm. And one of the verses in our Bible study last night was in Romans chapter 12, verse 19, where Paul says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And mm-hmm. Wade, this is what distinguishes Christians from everybody else on the planet. We are looking for a reward not on the earth, but later. Right. We are willing to be rewarded later. A lot of people say, well, you're wrong about Jesus being God. You're wrong about the Bible. I'm staking my life on that, and I'm willing to go to my grave and let God vindicate me after death. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm also willing, if I cannot legally rectify a situation, to say the Lord knows what's happened, and one of these days, all these people, if they cheated, are going to stand before a holy God, and they're going to be punished. Yes. And the Lord's judgment and the Lord's punishment, his wrath, is also a perfect wrath. Mm-hmm. And so God will, will justly punish every wrongdoer. Therefore, I can lay my head down at, at, and go to bed at night and know that nothing escaped the all-seeing God. That's right. That's right. And, and that's a comforting fact to me. And um, and so I believe God's sovereign. And, and look, if God gave us the leadership we deserved, he would be way worse than Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yes. we have been a very rotten country for some time now. Right, right. It reminds me so much of what the psalmist said in Psalm 37. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Why? Well, verse 2 tells us, For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. And so that's the the perspective that we ought to have. It's not a short look upon the here and now, but we need to have an eternal long perspective, long look at the end. And, of course, the Lord... And verse 13 tells us that the Lord laughs, laughs at them, for he knows that their day is coming. And uh, so that ought to motivate us to look at the eternal perspective, knowing that the Lord is victorious. And, uh, and so we, we, know, we just pray that this has been a help. This is going to be some trying times for us. This is going to be some different times, I, I believe. And prepare yourself prepare your people, and serve the Lord uh, with all your heart. And we pray that this is a blessing to you. God bless.